Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose, going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their community. I'm going to do that by having conversations, going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it and go and fulfill that purpose. Our guest today is a really cool one, one that I'm really excited about. Um, I've been watching him for a couple of years on T- on uh, YouTube, and uh, he's it's just so awesome. Me and my buddies are, are geeking over the fact that I've got him on the computer. So uh, his name is Milspec Mojo. Mojo, how are you doing today? Dude, I am great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I, I appreciate um, it's still it's still to this day. It's very humbling when people like Hey man, can I have you on a podcast? I'm like, you want to ask me? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, dude, I am down, bro. Yes, so sir. I appreciate you asking me, and uh, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And uh, you're a busy dude. I appreciate you making the time to come on. And uh, let's go ahead and let's get started with some rapid fire. I like to kind of develop a little bit of a rapport um, with the guests uh, immediately. So, what is your favorite lift? Um, I'm ass- I'm assuming you lift. You look like you lift. What is your favorite lift? I I, I lift a little bit. Uh. Let's just go with Ben. I mean, honestly, body weight is my favorite thing. So I love lifting mojo, i.e. pull-ups. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> but let's just go with a bench. Let's go with a bench. bench. I just bench. Hit, PR'd at 225 the other day. So I'm like, hey. Oh, sweet. That's awesome, dude. 225 is a hard one yeah. to hit. Um, yeah, I was like, I'm a small Asian man, but apparently I could... <laughs> lift 225 and i'm like all right that's a that's a win yes sir dude no that's <laughs> awesome man so uh i i've got a gun question for you you can only have you can only have one carry gun duty like athletic shorts walmart doesn't matter where you're going you can only have one carry gun either a 1911 or a desert eagle 1911 1911 two world two world wars brother yes sir must stop in power <laughs> <laughs> exactly i've got a so uh actually i've got a buddy who he's he's really excited that you're gonna be on but uh he lives in massachusetts which um that's where freedom goes to die and so uh he's got <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> i mean he's, literally he's got all those mag restrictions and like carry restrictions he has to have a safety and so he's using yeah. that as an opportunity to justify buying a 10 millimeter uh dan wesson and so Dude, you can't yeah i mean yeah. Uh, at that point dude the bullet just gets past your ear it's gonna take your head off you're yep. good yep so uh, that's cool, <laughs> i man. love it so that's awesome dude yeah uh what is your favorite day of the week oh man um we can go with two either one of two. thursdays is because um it's range day that's range day for the week so i get Sweet. to go out with my friends and have fun or it's gonna be wednesdays because that's my my, my friday Yes, sir. Well, because and- like I, yeah, because like I work on I work Tuesday going into Wednesday morning, so I get off Wednesday at like six a.m. Yes, sir. So like, it's not really a day off, but at the same time, it's like my Wednesday. I could wake up as late as I want, wake up as early as I want, and I don't have to be worried about being tired. Yes, sir. I don't have to work tomorrow, so I'm like, yeah, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> it's, chill- it's chilling, dude. I love it. Yeah, no, I love uh love Wednesdays, and you get to be on the Purpose Podcast on Wednesday. So. Yeah, dude, even better. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. So uh, let's go in. Mojo, what is your purpose? It's. It, I think for a while, it's um, It's actually changed over the years. Uh, as my experiences have... Man, I, I've, sometimes it's weird because I sit back and I, I look around and I'm like, I've done a decent amount for being a 28-year-old dude. Yes, sir. Right? It started out as uh, making my parents proud. 
that was my first thing. Yes, sir. Living that or being doing right by that family name and carrying on the family name to the point where our, my future generations will look back at what I've accomplished and be like, gosh, darn it. He was a Mahilio. Right. Don Mahilio. That was him. He was that's our someone in our family and making my mom and dad proud because my mom and dad were immigrants from the Philippines. Dad enlisted in the United States Navy to 22 years. And he's the only reason why the Mahilios are in the United States today is because my dad. Yes, sir. So it was like, holy crap. So like it, it shifted from that of like making my parents proud. And then I enlisted in the Marine Corps and that that changed a lot um, for me. I mean, it's this is not necessarily a thing where it's like you have to be in the military to understand it because you're you're a father, a son, a, a husband, anybody will understand where this comes from. And it's um, like, I guess, the idea of preser preserving life, taking care of one another, protecting your family, protecting a community. So I guess it's like one of those things for me now where I want to make sure that I keep people alive. Yes, sir. I, I think now that's what it's shifting to, whether that be with training. Now, um, you could say any type of purpose and someone's going to sit back there with some really articulate response and like talking about how this isn't valid for them. But again, we understand that everyone has a different life. Everyone's had a different series of events in their life that have shaped a lot of different things and how they conduct business today. And so that's going to change your outlook on, on everything nowadays. So for me in particular, yeah, like after Afghanistan, after encountering the stuff that I've had in my police job, um, now it's like, I want to keep cops alive by means of training, by means of keeping them safe and showing them proficiency with the chosen tools that they choose to carry with their tactics and firearms. And then also like giving, giving a dude a hug, something as simple as giving somebody a hug yeah, could change their outlook on the day and outlook on life and giving them sound advice and sitting down and, um, smoking a cigarette with somebody that, yeah. you know, doesn't have anyone to talk to or giving somebody a high five or just spending some time with somebody potentially could save a life. And that's, that's right now. That's what I'm all about. So that's why I indulge so hard into the firearm stuff. Cause like that's one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And then the other aspect is you notice how, like, how like energetic I am. I'm yeah, a yeah, very, yeah. uh, I'm the, I'm the Filipino energizer bunny. No dude. I, love what it. I always say, yeah. yeah. So this is the attitude I carry on at work. Yeah. When I stop people like, hi, Officer Mahilia City, pulls up a police department is the reason why I stopped you yeah. or whatever the case may be, right? So like I do the whole spiel and I talk to these people with such high energy um, to one, de-escalate situations and as well as provide them like this idea that, hey, it's like, hey, this dude's like being bubbly as shit. I can't not smile right now. Yeah. So I don't know what you were going through an hour or two ago. Maybe you want you thought about killing yourself. Maybe you were having a really bad day. But the goal is that after an interaction with me or whatever the case may be, like hopefully made you fucking smile. So it makes you hopefully change an outlook on the day. So I guess right now as it sits, I mean, who knows? My purpose may change in a matter of a year or two. If I get a family or yep. if I get married or whatever, um, my focus could absolutely shift to that for sure. But I'm not married. And that's my, that's uh a life decision. I mean, cause always people always talk about like a crutch, like, well, you could do this because you don't have a wife and kids. And I'm like, that's, that was your fucking decision, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't use that as a crutch against me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've made my own decisions, um, that have shaped me to where I am today. So based on what I'm doing right now, 
I'm going to fucking run with it and do the best that I can. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like, I like yeah. what you're doing, uh, helping save lives. I think that's a, um, a big part of what a lot of the, uh, the guys on, on the gun YouTube space are doing is, uh, especially like guys like you, uh, Mike, I can think of like carry trainer as one, um, yeah. you know, Mike Glover that's trying to put out like good, uh, firearms content and the, uh, the paramedic style, uh, content, I guess paramedic, but the, uh, the T triple C, the, the combat, um, life-saving stuff. Um, I think it's really good for y'all to get that out to the general public. And I know you work mostly with law enforcement, but your YouTube is visible to everybody. Uh, and so I think it's something really cool what you're trying to do and especially, spreading that positivity. And as a veteran, I'm sure, you know, all too well, um, the down and low places that people can get, uh, sometimes. And like you said, you, you'll never know it, but your, your super, your positive attitude and the energy that you've got could absolutely save a life one day. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's those things that it's, it's, I will never see the fruit of my labor. Yeah. Um, I will never, cause I won't ever know. Right. Uh, just like your interactions, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know if I'm having a shitty day. You don't know if like whatever the case may be. So you asked me to be on the podcast. Who knows? It may have changed like my path in today because I was like, oh, I was having a really shitty night at work. And I'm like, dude, this dude wants me to be on a podcast. That's sick as hell. Like, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? It's like, you won't ever know, though. I won't ever like if anything is going on, I won't ever tell you. Yeah. And just like these people on the on the street that I contact every day. I mean, sometimes it's the same homeless person that lives in their car and the uh, right behind the Rite Aid parking lot. Right. Or like whatever, like something as simple as me giving them a cigarette or like every time I see them, I know they like the, the little freaking peach sparkling bubbly waters. Yeah. So I always hand them a bubbly water. Right. And they're like, dude, I always appreciate you. And I'm like, dude, I appreciate you. And then we, we sit down and talk. I'm like, you know, that shit's going to kill you. Right. And then we have these conversations and they're like. I know. And like, I appreciate you talking to me every day. I'm like, I appreciate you listening to me every day. Yeah. So those are the interactions that you don't, I mean, like, that's the thing, right? It's like shooting isn't my everything. I don't like, I mean, it's hard, right? It's hard yeah, yeah. to tell, right? Well, you're like, <laughs> fuck right. dude. But realistically speaking, like I do other things. I, I love music. I love drumming. I love playing my guitar. I love um, anything that involves articulate work with my hands, video games. Like I'm on like this really expensive gaming rig right now that like sits right here and I just game on this all night with my friends too. And I, I do a lot of random things and um, people think when they see my stuff on the internet, it's just guns, guns, guns. And it's like, cool. That's what I want you to see. Right. <laughs> like I'm not one of those Instagram pages where I'll post my family on there. My mom, and my dad, I won't post any personal stuff on there because it, it realistically is, it's just a, a glimpse of a portion of my life. Right. That portion happens to be firearms and training. Um, what you see is what you get. The personality, the, the comments, whatever, that's me. Regardless of the fact, I don't put on some random persona to go out and shoot guns. It's just me and my friends shooting guns. And I just happen to, you're, you're our, you're the, you as the viewer is the guest on the range day with us. So that's yeah. why like we, we, that's how I try to format the videos. I don't do fancy editing. I don't do like the the good old uh, Garantham edits where it's like <laughs> slow motion, slow motion, boom, 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 fast shooting. Bah, 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 bah. I don't. Right. I love Mike so much. That's why I poke fun at him. But um, like I don't do those kinds of edits. I don't do acting in my YouTube videos. I don't do skits. I don't. I don't do any of that stuff. Um, right. You are a guest with me on the range, and you're sitting there watching us learn and watching us figure shit out and how to manipulate these guns better you're watching me and another friend interact and like 
how do we diagnose a problem with his shooting and how can we make him better? That's literally, you were just a special guest at, at that point. That's how I try to format the videos. Um, so people kind of feel like they're actually there and they're just in inbound for the conversation. Yes, sir. And so, yeah, it's, man, it's, it's been, it's been a good ride so far. I keep going on tangents for shit. Um, it's, no, dude, you're good. No, you're it's, good. It's, it's, it's been a good ride. Um, I've been, I've, I'm grateful for everything that's happened in my life, good and bad. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm grateful to be where I am today. Um, Lord behold, there have been things in my life that have happened that I would not be here today if, uh, if it went the other way. So I'm like, man, um, I'm just very blessed and like to be able to go on these podcasts and talk to good dudes and meet some good people. Um, regardless of how many times I didn't respond to your messages, I feel so bad. <laughs> I have this good. thing, man. Uh, bro, I'm telling you right now, I have about 292 unread text messages Oof. on my actual phone. And then on my Instagram, oh, God, the list goes on and on. Yeah, no, man. I, bro, I have so many messages, bro. Oh. I, I hope I didn't bug you too bad, but I, knew, I know it can get like that to where you've got just so many. No, so, you actually man. did. You, you did me a favor because you were like, you kept messaging me and I'm like, oh, I have to reply to him. Crap. And then I would get busy. I'm like, oh, so I'll get back to you later. And then two, uh, it's like uh, three days later. I'm like, you message me again. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, actually, reply now. I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, hey, man. Can you be on the podcast on Wednesday? I'm like, yeah. And you're like, like two days go by. And you're like, yeah, just let me know if you can't do it. I'm like, oh, no, shit, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm like looking at my phone and everything. I'm like, yes, you did it. That's funny. Because you bugged me the, the right in the right amount of way. So it was freaking good, dude. Yeah, I love dude. it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And like I said, I know how I know how busy y'all uh, get. And uh, I know, like, I'm not saying I have this experience because I have like 90 followers, but at two, hey, at, it's something brother, dude, I know, but at 200 K, I can't even imagine what it, what it's like. And I think that's just a testament to really, um, I think most of all your positive attitude, you know, the way that your positive attitude affects people and, uh, the way that you're able to relay, um, life saving information. You know, a lot of times we get into these, uh, you, you get into certain, um, YouTube videos or, uh, certain instructional videos, especially when it comes to, you know, firearms and uh, combat medical training and things like that. And it's not always light. Uh, it always has a negative connotation, a negative emotion attached to it. And I think that's one of the yeah. big things that you uh, you leverage is having kind of a light, um, airy feel that, that, that attracts people to where you're still dealing with something incredibly serious. And um, I think one of, the, one of the big things that I want to get from you is uh, I love the way that you... Um, have exercised the discipline to become extremely, extremely good at something. Um, I mean, you're, you're great. I mean, you're, you're, you're excellent at, um, shooting fast and, and exercising those, uh, those, those life-saving skills. I mean, you could absolutely be, um, be the shooter in a conflict one day, uh, in, in a real life conflict. And, and maybe you have, we could talk about that in like Afghanistan or, um, your experiences yeah. as a cop. But even if you haven't already been that shooter, uh, you absolutely could uh, save your own life and somebody else's. And so um, one of the main questions I've got for you is um, tell us a little bit about your experiences exercising discipline to develop a skill. Uh, why was it so important? And um, what is the importance of diligence in doing that? Oh, man. So this whole shooting thing was off purely off of uh, nothing else to do. <laughs> so it's right. weird so hear me out on this one so 
um, I started watching like the DVDs, the Magpul Dynamics, the OG DVDs. You remember those, right? Yes, sir. Chris Costa, Travis Haley, lofty arms, uh, freaking skin and assess very aggressively, <laughs> right? But let's be real here. Between that and then the YouTube video behind every blade of grass, every guy on the internet was like, I'm going to, I want to shoot, take this whole thing, like shoot, wear a kit and go to the range. I was like, cool. Um, around those times, those videos were out as when I enlisted in the Marine Corps. Um, and then obviously, blah, 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 did my thing. Uh, went overseas. Um, I got injured in Afghanistan uh, by a suicide vehicle for an IED. Oof. That, that's, a, that's a story that I've told way a lot already. And I feel bad because some people are like, motherfucker, you've said this so many fucking times. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I'm trying not to, but it puts context to the story, okay? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, long story short, I was injured. Um, bunch of shit happened uh couldn't grip things had a lot of uh, medical problems in terms of like this was upright not this this was upright right um issues uh riding in a car and throughout that time the marine corps actually did right by me the marine corps did a really good job of taking care of us that got injured that's awesome so um don't always hear that so for like yeah you don't really so for the next year they sent me to like intrepid spirit which is a, a hospital like a, a traumatic brain injury clinic which is in camp Lejeune, north carolina so intrepid spirit was pretty legit um and it was just medical appointments and so um all i would do is sit down and i wasn't with the i wasn't with the company i wasn't with the battalion so i was just like using the essentially using the barracks to live in right. but i was never like doing anything with the unit so um watched a bunch of videos did whatever so the shooting thing came from me not doing anything and i went home to grab guns from washington state and brought them back to north carolina and i was like damn i'm not as good as i want to be right so let me just keep doing it see what i could do to get better and it was being very analytical of the abilities and sort of like watching these youtube videos and watching what they were doing and eliminating the fluff and trying to diagnose myself and record myself and doing whatever um and that was also another form of real rehabilitation for me yes, like sir my hand strength and figuring out like what my brain is seeing and changing the, the, the focal, like the focal view of my eyes. And it's like, is that too far or is it too close? What should be blurry? What should be clean on my eyes? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is all fucking weird. So then that obviously grew in and of itself. And then, um, it, it was weird. It's just being very like analytical. Yep. And when I teach students now, it's like, we don't give them the answers to the test. We kind of push them in the right direction so they answer it for themselves, right? Yes, so uh, I was working with a student who's an officer um, at our agency um, with some rifle things. And um, she, I was like, hey, take the bolt out. And obviously, okay, we're go- before people start losing their gosh darn minds about like, this cop doesn't know how to take an AR apart. They don't teach it in the, in the academies here in the state of Washington. Right. Um, and she actually shoots a pistol better than most dudes that I know, which is amazing. Um, just her rifle training was was lacking a little bit and to that well, that wasn't a big deal because the difference was she asked for help she wasn't she wasn't an egotistical fuck that was like i don't i'm not gonna ask for help like, yeah oh, i'm yeah. a man uh, uh. no she asked for help she's like i need some help can you help me i'm like heck yeah let's do it so we sat down and i'm like all right take the upper receiver off from the lower she's like <laughs> okay yeah and i'm like oh, look for the two buttons what what two buttons can you press on the gun she's like uh this one and this one. i'm like push one of them it's like awesome boom she t- pushes the rear takedown pin i'm like break the gun down awesome now see the bolt she's like yeah i'm like what else can you touch what can you move she taps the forward assist i'm like uh-uh 
And then she goes, uh, this thing. She grabs a charging handle. I'm like, awesome, pull it. She pulls it. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, yep, money. You're getting water. Pull the bolt out. Boom. So things like that where you can figure the versus versus like take that fucking rear pin out, break the gun down. I want you to grab that charging handle and pull. Yeah. You're kind of helping guide this person in the right direction. And that's kind of what other people did for me and what I did for myself. And I was kind of like, huh, I would pick up a pistol, pick up a pistol. And I'm like, okay, like I have this gun. How do I, what feels good? And I'm like, dang, that feels really weird. And I watch a video and I'm like, huh, everyone seems to grip it like such. Yes, sir. This makes sense. And then I'm like, okay. So then I would watch that. And then obviously mimicking what other people were doing and being self-critical and self-analytical of myself and doing the right thing. So that was, that's uh, essentially how I got, how I got better. I just kept hitting it and doing things over and over again. Repetition. Like I don't sit here and dry fire. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't sit here and dry fire all day. Um, I'm one of those dudes that I'm very blessed with the ability to shoot every week. Right. So I shoot. Um, And the the live fire has been helping a lot with my performance on the range and whatever. And at work and many situations where I've had to pull my gun out very quickly on suspects or doing whatever like the guns come out really quickly so i'm like hey the proof's in the pudding um so it's it's been working out pretty well and it's just one of those things where you have to the last thing i'll add to that is like you gotta have fun man yeah you have to if you're doing shit purely because you have to like fuck that your body is not gonna the receptors in your brain aren't gonna take that information and allow you to to digest it as well yes sir like there's a reason why when we go out and we teach, man, we're like having fun. We're poking at each other. We're laughing. This is serious shit. We understand it. But I want you to understand that like, it's like those dudes on the range, like, get your fucking gun up, bro. Get your fucking, like, shut the fuck up. That doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah. It really doesn't. If you want to induce stress, make the motherfucker run three miles. You induce <laughs> that kind of stress. Yeah. You sitting here over my, like literally me being a stubborn asshole when people have done that on the range, like, Get your fucking gun up. I'll I'll move slower on purpose because like just to prove you just to prove to you that it doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> so the dudes will be like, "Get your gun up, brother. Get your gun up. Like you're getting shot at. You're dying. People are dying." And I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I'm just gonna look at you in the eyes and take my time loading this gun, <laughs> and then like racking the slide. I'm like, "Can I shoot? Is it okay if I shoot?" And I'm like, "Like, yeah, get your gun up." I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot now." And then, boom take my fucking sweet time. And then at the end of it, I'm like, you see how that did nothing for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's my, I, I'm that asshole. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. that doesn't do anything. Now, if you set a pretense and standard, like you can induce stress a different way. I'm like, Hey bro, you got 15 seconds to do the drill. Yeah. If you shoot it in less than 15 seconds, everyone here has got to run a mile with you. It's like <laughs> shit. That's how you induce stress. Then, then you're like, Oh crap! The the whole the, the weight of the world's on my shoulders now. And after that, let let the guy do let the guy do what he does. And the next thing you know, doom, he'll shoot under fifteen. It's like success. <laughs> yeah, getting that heart rate up, man. I you know shooting yeah. under pressure is is kind of wild. And I've been trying to do uh, some of the. I live in a neighborhood, so um, and I don't have a backyard big enough to run in. But eventually, yeah. <laughs> eventually, I want to go out and uh, start doing some uh, like dry fire. Uh, under stress drills but I, I do have a few dude airsoft guns man get some airsoft guns do it in the backyard i really i really want to do uh some airsoft guns i I'm, in, I'm big into bow hunting and so most of my money has gone there um as of late but eventually i want to get uh, a good airsoft setup like an elite force setup um yeah dude even the gas the gas airsoft guns are 
super sick. It's funny, half these optics and random crap sitting here just came off airsoft guns. Yes, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, airsoft guns are the way to, way to go, bro, for sure. Completely, I agree. Um, I have a few comments on, on what you said there. Uh, number one, um, I guess I, I have a few questions. Uh, go ahead. The, you mentioned that you had to do some injury recovery, um, and I'm, I'm, assuming this may be an incorrect assumption, but I'm assuming that, um, the emotional toll was almost as big as the, as the physical toll, uh, when some of that stuff hit and what was the, how important was it to find something that you enjoyed, uh, to make that rehab physically and emotionally, uh, more effective? Cause I feel like a lot of people, um, specifically I can think of me with my knees where the rehab was something I never enjoyed and I never got good rehab out of it. Um, right. And it even took an emotional toll for a long time. And, you know, your combat number one, thank you for your service. Thank you for going and doing that. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't, <laughs> I, know, I know it's, I know it's a meme and, you know, thank you for your cervix and all that stuff. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I know, I know it's a meme, but really dude, we couldn't be, uh, <laughs> we couldn't be doing, you know, what, uh, what we're doing here without guys like you. So I want to start with that, but um, next highlight the importance of finding something that you enjoy in order to kind of process grief and go through uh, rehab um, on a physical injury and emotional um, kind of like what you suffered over in Afghanistan. Uh, it's it, at that point, it becomes you're doing something cause you like to do it. Right. And if it benefits you in that, in that realm, it's a plus at that point. Yes, sir. Like, so I, I always made comments. I'm like, if the, the day shooting gets annoying or gets boring to me and it becomes work, done i ain't gonna be doing it i'm done with it yeah but it's not and it just so happens that because i enjoy shooting um but it also benefits like what i do for a career yes sir it just it's just one of those things just like the people that love running i hate running boy you couldn't get me to run hell no like (laughs) heck no i ain't gonna do it but there are people man that love they love going out in 30 degree weather when it's dark as hell outside and they love going on runs and it just so happens that that also benefits and it's one of those things where that's their therapy. That's their therapy. That's their, um, you kind of go in this state of autopilot. Yes, sir. Right. So like for us, when we shoot guns, it's like, dudes are just like, all right, man, like I need you to kind of flow this course fire. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do it. Like whatever. Pow, 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 pow. Like, Hey, can you like take these guns apart? Can you clean them? Can you do a breakdown and do an assessment in terms of like how we could increase the mechanical proficiency of the gun in terms of like tuning the gas system or doing whatever? I'm like, Okay, cool. And I'll sit down and like type of thing for work or it's like, I don't know, it, this kind of, yeah, it goes into like this flow state, like you were saying. Yes, so, and like I told you earlier, when I was talking about the teaching part, like you got to make sure these dudes are having fun in order for them to learn something mm-hmm. because your, your brain takes in a lot more when you're not in this whole, like, I don't want to fucking remember school, right? Yeah. You remember school when you <laughs> go do. to school, you're like, I don't want to fucking be here. Like, yeah. this is stupid. I'm learning shit that I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there and you don't want to be there. So the kids that didn't want to be there that had no invest like, investment into it, they did bad. Yeah, they I didn't learn anything. Kids, man. I did horrible in school. Yeah. I barely graduated 3.0 high school year. Like, oh dude, I was a horrible student. Um, and then it's funny, like I went to I went to college after the Marine Corps for a little bit, and like I actually wanted to be there. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm back in school. I want to do I want to do well. Fucking 3.9, 4.0 GPAs, and I was like, oh my gosh, like we're doing it, we're doing it. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I, I don't need a degree to be successful in any career that I, I want. Right. Screw it. I'm, I'm going to drop out of school. So I went and did the cop thing afterwards. But yeah, it's, dude, you got, you have to find something that your body wants to do. Um, it just so happens that like 
for me, it's like, do I want to sit there and lift heavy things? Hell no. <laughs> but what motivates me to do it? The fact that I know it's going to benefit me, my health and my partners when I'm on the street. Um, like if we're, we're working, if we're working together and we got shit going on and we need to help each other and it's like we're fighting dudes. We've been in plenty of fights at work. So it's just like, do I want to be the li- liability or do I want to be the asset? Right. I want to be the asset and that's what motivates me to do it. Just like with the shooting thing, it just so happens that I can get a couple different things. I can get cognitive processing out of shooting. Like I could sit back there and work these shoot, no shoot decision-making drills that will help me at work where it's like, hey, it's a fucking piece of paper. I think everyone understands that it's a piece of paper. <laughs> but at the, th- the same time, I'm giving you a criteria where it's like, you can't shoot this target because of this. Right. And then you're like, all right, cool. So your brain has to process that information. Um, and then we also look at a couple different things in physical fitness at the range. We're running back and forth. We're wearing the kit. We're shooting. We're finding deficiencies in our equipment. And like, it just so happens that that might be work related, but guess what? We all enjoy doing it Yes, sir. and we don't think about it. And we don't think about when we're doing it. Um, that helped quite a bit for like my rehabilitation, um, the shooting thing. Cause I'm like, shooting was kind of cool. Yeah. And then like, it was I'm, like shooting guns. Like you can't beat that. But then I started to realize what the shooting was doing for my hand strength my brain, my, like how my brain was functioning, my men, my mental, like how my, my, I guess my mental, my mentality and like my thought processes. And it really helped speed up the road. I don't know where I would be if I didn't have like shooting. Um, and it wasn't like a thing where it's like, I'm angry. I need to shoot guns. Uh, yeah. I need to relieve some stress and shoot some guns. No, I don't shoot when I'm in a stressful thing like that. Like I don't want to relate like anger to firearms for me personally. That's just one of my things. Um, and it's like, have I pointed guns at people at work and it's like a high stress situation where like, dude's got a weapon, he's got it in his waistband, or it's like, we just got done chasing a dude through the woods and next thing you know, we find him, we're over top of him and like, holy shit, I found him in the woods, whatever. Yeah. So it's like pretty high stress, heart's beating, like this dude might have a gun, he's not listening to commands and turns out into a fight or like whatever information you get from a call and it kind of builds you up and it makes you fucking hype a little bit, sure. But the, the shooting thing absolutely helped with the road to recovery and find like something as simple as like, if you don't want to sit there and do like do, if you're a gun guy and you have to like work on your knees, for example, right. And you don't want to sit there and do this stuff that the doctor prescribed, grab your rifle and like do fucking a bunch of kneeling shot. You know what I mean? Like there's ways to work a bunch of stuff into, into how you want to, you set the conditions for success and you set the criteria for the environment that's around you. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And, and I think that, uh, I can relate this a lot to exercise. So, um, just yeah. a little bit of context on where I'm at. I, I was 334 pounds a year ago. Um, I'm down ah. to 280, 285. Let's um, say right you don't look, you don't look no, no, that no, no, way. No. I'm like, you look good, bro. I, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, the way that I had to do it was finally, Um, I had tried multiple times going and hopping on the elliptical or, you know, doing something that I didn't want to do. Um, and it always, always failed. And then I found lifting weights. Um, and I think what happens is once you find something that you enjoy, um, it may not be exactly optimal for you. Um, or, you know, how how do I put it? it? It will eventually develop into something to where you can get, uh, you, you're, you eventually start to enjoy doing hard things, um, because of the path that, uh, the original thing that you enjoyed took you down. So for example, lifting weights, um, you didn't exact, you don't exactly enjoy lifting weights, but because, uh, you enjoy shooting, you enjoy being a cop, 
Um, you know, your purpose is to save lives uh, because you started with something that you do enjoy and you dove headfirst into that. Um, you are willing to make yourself better in every realm and do hard things that you don't exactly enjoy. Um, and so when I find people that say they, they look at the weight that I've lost and they're like, man, how do I do that? I'm like, well, number one, find something that you're actually going to do um, every single day or every other day that you enjoy doing and start doing that and don't stop. And then, you know, once you see progress out of that, look for ways to make it harder. You know, um, how old, how old are you? If you don't let me ask, I am 23 years old. So, um, you have a very good head on your shoulder. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. That's that's no, that's good shit, bro. Yes. Your parents rose you right. And you, whatever, whoever you're surrounding yourself with keep, I, I like the way you think. Thank you, man. You're, you're a good dude. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I really do. And uh, <laughs> it's it's awesome that we can come together and have these type of conversations. Uh, you know, just just a little rabbit hole. The internet does amazing things. I mean, you're sitting in it does in, in Washington, and we're able to have these conversations. So, um, it's it's super awesome. People, but. dude, I, I I always hate it. Like people are like, oh, I fucking hate the internet. I'm like, that's funny because I love the internet. Oh yeah, like totally. if you want to hate it, that's your own prerogative. But like, bro. 90% of my really good friends that I've met that I hang out with on a yearly basis or a monthly basis, they're all across the United States. But guess what? I met them all on Instagram yeah. or YouTube. <laughs> yeah, or Twitter. And it's just like, bro, uh, or, or like, yeah, I don't have a Twitter, but, I, I, I love <laughs> but like, Twitter. it's, yeah. oh, that's awesome. No, I mean, and that's one of those things, man, like best friend, Grim CMV, uh, SWAT guy out of the Vegas metro area. Like, Dude, met him through Instagram. Garantham, funny enough, met him through Instagram as well. Lucas Botkins, your ex-arms, met him through Instagram. Right. And all my other friends, like Brian Valise, SciTech Training Solutions, Nick Young with Velox Training Group, all these other dudes, I met on Instagram. And I've like hung out with them, had a beer with them, hugged them, give them high fives, slept in the same rooms together. Yeah. Like all these people, man. Like, And it's because of the internet. So, so I can't be, I can't sit here and be like, fuck the internet, fuck YouTube, fuck Instagram. Like, I love that shit, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so <laughs> awesome that to be able to connect. And then let, let's talk yeah. a little bit about, um, let's talk to, so this, this podcast is directed towards all men, but specifically young men. Um, yeah. and I feel like a lot of times, uh, men don't always create, um, now you went to the military, so you may, your, your mileage may vary, but, um, <laughs> My mileage may vary. coming out of high school, uh, some people didn't immediately start. Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, because you're. I just um, unplugged my headset. Oh, you're, you're good, bit. dude. Uh, some yeah. people never really developed uh, super deep, um, I guess, bonds with other male, uh, you know, with with other male friends and create sort of a brotherhood. Talk to me about the importance of having strong men around you and the importance of, uh, I guess, relying on on other men to, to help you work through your problems and, uh, and get through life. How has that served you? And, uh, why, why do you think it's important to have this strong group of men that you've got, even if you did find them on the internet? How, um, how do you do it's, that? It's a support system that, that stuff's all, I'm taking that off, screw this on. Um, it's, it's all a support system. That's what that is. Uh, dudes that get it. Yes, sir. So it doesn't mean that you have to have the same backgrounds. It just kind of means that they, under, they have to understand what you're thinking. Yes, sir. And you get that by establishing those relationships, by being in each other's lives, hanging out, talking about other things that don't involve firearms and whatever. Yeah. Just being one with another, like being being friends, being genuine friends. Yes, sir. Like half my friends, I know what they eat for breakfast. I know what time they're going to bed. Um, I know what guns they like to carry. I know what video games they like to play. Yeah. Uh, I know the routines. I know what half of them are doing right now. And I don't even have to, I haven't talked to half of them today. 
Right. That's that's friendship. Yes, sir. And being there for one another, that's that's what it's going to be as well. Like, so like if I'm having a bad day, knowing that I can call one of them and they will pick up the phone and they'll let me bitch to them for a little bit. Right. Like things like that. Right. So I if you if you've never been in the military, never been in law enforcement. So the thing with military law enforcement and again, this is just and it doesn't have to be that realm alone. But this is just based off my experience, because like, that's what I've grown up doing is in the LE side. For sure. For side. sure. Um, you watch people bleed together. Right. Uh, you bleed with these people. You physically bleed with them um, after some very high intensity shit. So like in, in, in combat, like you watch your friends throw themselves off an MRAP and hit the ground with all their gear on. Like you see that your friends acting like dead fish and just throwing themselves off the side of a truck. Right. Um, you look at each other after some hard shit and you say, I love you. Yeah. Cause like, Hey man, we almost died today. Right. So you look at that. Um, the cop world, it, you, you'll go from like, uh, pumping someone's chest, trying to provide CPR to going to a, a call where some lady whose neighbor's music is too loud. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like, bro, it's like, intense. are you kidding me? Yeah. Or like you go from, um, uh, a lady holding a piece of glass to her neck running down the middle of the interstate. And it's just like you and your friends are trying to figure out a solution. Um, it's like, Hey brothers, what are we going to do? It's like, all right, we need to do this, this. I'm like, I like it. Let's go execute the plan. Yeah. And then you're like, you're doing some hood rat, not, I wouldn't say hood rat shit, but you're doing some <laughs> amazing feats of, you're doing some amazing feats of potential life saving with these people. Yes, sir. So you have literally, you have no choice, but to sit there and be like, I love you. Like, yeah. you know, like I tell my coworkers this all the they, they probably get tired of hearing it, but like I tell them I love them every day. I think it's like, I love you. Bye. Yeah. Like, I, I think it is, man. Like I because I love these motherfuckers like I'm willing to die for them. Yeah, absolutely. You well, know? and, you know, your purpose of, of helping save lives, um, it's it's oftentimes an intense purpose, especially in the way that you do it. And I think that what we can really what we can get from that is to uh, not everybody has the uh, and I'm not saying that like not everybody is in the situation to do the the things that you're talking about, but at the very least you should seek out doing hard things with the men around you in order to build that bond, whether that be going and getting, I mean, nasty, intense workouts where, you know, neither of oh, you yeah. know if you're going to get something. Yeah. Dude. Um, hunting, yeah, bro, you know, I'm packing with that. out, um, whatever, whatever it may be, go and do something hard uh, with, with the men around you and form those bonds so that you know that you have somebody to lean on, you know, um, people like myself and, and my friends who are, who are married. Uh, some of them have kids and stuff like that. Uh, we carry, and obviously you with law enforcement. Um, I know a couple other guys that I work out with that are in law enforcement or the fire department. Um, men it's, it's our job and our purpose to carry a lot of weight on our shoulders. Um, yeah. but we can't always carry that alone and we don't always want to dump it on our families or our wives or, our, you know, our yeah. kids. Uh, that's what you're, that's what the men around you are for, um, to help. And, you know, I have a picture in my head of, of the seals carrying the boats. Um, you know, a lot of times we're forced to carry those boats by ourselves. Uh, but every once in a while you need somebody to grab on and, uh, help you get that boat, uh, where it needs to go. And the only way to develop that is by literally doing hard things, um, with your brothers, at least, at least I think so, you know, and um. no, I mean, that's a very good way to put it. It's, um, it helps distribute the weight. Yes, sir. Um, I said this a long time ago. It's like your cup, you have a cup. Um, every time something bad happens, you go to a, a, a person, a call with a dead person. Yeah. Fills with water. 
um, someone tried to kill you. Fills up with water. Um, argument with family. Fills up with water. Uh, bad day on the range. You can't get your hits. Whatever. Fills up with water. Um, you witnessed a bad car accident and you saw someone get ejected from the car. You know, that's another filling up with water. Eventually that's going to get full. Right? So how do you disperse the water? How do you get rid of it? So sometimes what I'll do is figuratively speaking, I'll, I'll dump a little bit down the sink. That's talking to a friend, right? Talking to a homie that mm -hmm. probably gets it. Dump it down the sink a little bit. Um, I want to ensure that this situation that I was involved in never happens to anybody else. So I'm put my time and energy into something good, right? Into like developing a curriculum so I could teach back to the officers at the agency so they could avoid the problems that I, that's putting the water into something good. Right. So you have to continue to pour that water where you choose to pour it. It's up to you. Right. So, and you're absolutely right. That's one of those things where it's like, if you're not in the, in the LE side, if you're not a paramedic and you're like, well then how can I fucking bleed with my brothers? I'm like, dude, you can go to fucking take classes with your homies. Mm -hmm. Like you guys, like maybe once every six months, y'all, y'all go, y'all go take a freaking random class from like some dude that does firearms training or a medical class mm -hmm. or like a, um, a something of the sort. Right. And doing that together to spend some time with each other in close proximity together. Um, and then not being afraid to talk about the hard shit that bother that bugs you. Right. So that your friends know where your head's at and you know you have an understanding where they're at, especially after they get done talking to you. But you're at dude, you're hitting the nail on the head, man. You're doing a better job than I am, shit. No, dude, I I, I like it and, and um I think that coming from the the intense level of law enforcement and marines, um, it's it it conveys the the level of intensity. Um how how do I want to say this? the positions that I could easily find my, even though I'm not in that space, but the positions that I could right. easily find myself in, um, getting that level of intensity from you. And I think for a lot of my listeners, that's why it's important to have that support system because one day that could be me in that situation. You know, you're, you're regularly, it it, you're regularly in the situation, but if, you know, knock on wood, but if I go and get in a, in a rollover, you know, to work tomorrow and I, or at, on my way to work tomorrow, if I get in a rollover and something really, really bad happens, or if I roll up on a rollover and I'm, you know, I'm first responder on the scene, I need to have that support system to help me handle it. And a lot of people, you do, um, a lot of people that aren't, we call it, you call it stress inoculation. Um, a lot of people that aren't stress inoculated, they do have that one single event in their life and they have no support system to help them, um, figure it out. Like whether it's a wreck or an injury or, um, whatever the case may be, maybe they watch somebody commit suicide. Uh, they never can fully recover from it because they don't have any sort of support system built because they never really thought they needed it. Um, you built yours out of, out of necessity. It sounds like, uh, I, yeah. what I'm trying to convey is that it's important for people that don't exactly need it, uh, right now to build that support system so that the day that they do need it, um, they've got it there. You know, you, one thing I can think of is you take the guy who, um, never really built, uh, any strong male connections, never really had a huge support system. Um, always leaned on his wife, leaned on his family, which is really good. But one day his wife gets cancer, you know, or one day, um, something happens in his family, his wife up and leaves him. Uh, and he doesn't have any sort of support system. So the only support he can turn to is in the bottom of a bottle. Um, things can go really bad. And I think that's why, yeah. um, kind of what you're talking about, uh, really needs to be emphasized for our young men of, of building that support system, whether you need it or not. Um, it, it's funny. It's like, as you're talking about that, it's like, 
I I have a bunch of these pictures. Oh, you barely get in to see them. So I have a bunch of these pictures on the walls here. Yes, sir. And it's it's all my friends, man. Mm-hmm. Like homies, the ones over there. Freaking, I don't know if you can see that. Homies, right. on the far left end. <laughs> homies, and then it's like this is what it's all about. Yes, sir. Like this is what it's all about. Yes, sir. Like straight up, I would not be. And that's also the other thing I will say too. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for those guys. Right. I would not be. Um, whether that be dead, whether that be in the career field that I'm in right now, whatever, I would not be where I am today if it were not for my friends. Yes, sir. They have allowed me to push myself. They have motivated me. They have inspired me. They have pushed me uh, to amazing feats that I never thought would ever be accomplished in my life. Yes, sir. These dudes um, have my best interest in their heart as I have them. I'm willing to give them my bank account. I'm willing to give them my credit cards. I'm willing to give them my debit cards and entrust them with it. Yep. I'm willing to let these people stay in my house and whatever the case may be. And just like a lot of them have trusted me to stay in their house with their families. Yes, sir. Um, I owe these guys every ounce of fucking blood in my goddamn body. Yep. And I will, I'm willing to die for any of those people. And it's one of those things where, you know, we've developed these relationships again over the internet, but um, you grow to know these people. You learn, you learn who Ryan is. You learn who Nate is. You learn who Anthony and Brian and the other Brian and the third Brian. I have three Brian's that I know. You learn <laughs> and Steve's. You learn all these people, and you know them. You know them in and out. Yes, sir. Um, and your your priority is to build them, just like their priority is to build me. Right. You know, you you create you you make your friends. You put your friends in a position to be successful. You 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 earn that angle, you earn that shot, and you fucking you 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 press the fight, dude. That's how we do it, bro. We're, we're all every day, any day of the week, we're just fucking pushing each other. <coughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that's something that uh, honestly saved my life. The only reason that I started losing weight is I've got a buddy named Jonah um, that he and I met at work, and uh, he he kind of uh, trolled me into going to the gym, and he actually uh, paid for my first. Uh, <laughs> He's like, got him. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, he said, he said, uh, why don't you quit being a fat fuck and come lift? Um, which was which was really funny. he said that to you oh yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. hey you know what he you know he did that out of love oh no i know i i love i love him so much i actually just talked to him on the phone before uh before the podcast but uh you know what where was i going with that um you know pushing people he to has, be better he probably has his best interest in heart yeah, yeah he has keep, your best interest yeah keep having my best interest and then uh something that with men that i don't know that you can always find um, with women, I, you know, I believe that it's important to, to find a good woman and marry that woman and create a relationship, but something that you don't always find with, with women and getting married and, and creating those relationships is the drive and the, and pushing you, you know, a good woman will push you, but, um, not always near as much as what, you know, a good friend like Jonah will, or, uh, some of your friends, you know, the three Brian's they're going to push you a lot harder, uh, because men are naturally more competitive and they know that put by pushing you, uh, that much that you will get better. And that's kind of what happened in the gym is every day we would come in there and Jonah would push me to do more, you know, every day. Now, uh, I go in there and I've got friends like Chase Christie, Nick Shelton, uh, you know, naming off some of them that, uh, yeah. constantly push me, you know, my, my coach, uh, yesterday, uh, we were, I did a workout that was just absolutely awful. And, uh, it had a 20 minute time cap on it and we're sitting there at 25 minutes and my fat ass is still trying to do burpees. 
and uh you know fucking get it bro dude, get it it Fuck was yes. it was so cool but he came over and, and everybody like literally everybody in the gym was just you know um pushing me to to finish the workout and i think that's something that and another reason that you need to build that support of uh of brothers around you is to make sure that you never get um flaccid or complacent um in in any aspect with that. whether that be shooting or, or physical um, I think it's so important. And so actually in, in preparation for this podcast, I went back and rewatched some of your, uh, some of your old videos. And one of the ones that, <laughs> one of the ones that I found, and I don't know if you remember this, but it was, uh, it was like, I think it was called range day with the homies, but, uh, y'all were doing one shot as quick as you heard the beep and y'all were trying to get it under two nine. Um, y'all said that y'all thought like, like two nine was the, the peak human from audio. And then like, you just kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And I think, I don't remember the guy's name, but like a two, four, it was like yeah. a two, four. It was in Vegas. It was in the desert. Yeah. 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 Uh, you got a two, six and then he got a two, four and then you started doing it. Um, he was at high ready, uh, trying to get the shot off or you were at high ready and he was at low ready and y'all yep. did the audio and visual. It, it was just really cool to watch that. Um, watch y'all push each other and constantly like beat each other's time. And that's in, in, in any aspect in life, that's what you're doing. Um, and I'm assuming that that's the same for y'all. As soon as you get off the range, you're going to push each other, uh, in realms that aren't, that don't have anything to do with a gun. Um, whether it be finances or relationships, whatever it may be. That's um, exactly, yeah, that's exactly so, what we do. Yeah. yeah. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> that's cool, man. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, I know you, you used to be a cop and then, uh, you and I actually have a shared experience, both having to leave a job for, um, a certain reason. Uh, we can talk about it if you want. We don't have to get into it. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, absolutely. But, we can talk about um, it. Um, you know, you and I both left a job because of the, the vaccine mandates. Um, how did that go? And what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing now? How did you land on your feet with that? Oh yeah. So it's, a, it's funny. I never actually made any videos to talk about it after it happened. Cause I, I remember I was at shot show yep. and then my old police chief was like, Hey man, we're going to have to fire you if you don't get the vaccine, I'm like, looks like you're gonna have to fire me then. Yeah. Uh, regardless of people's political opinions on the vaccine, there are people that agree with it. People that don't. I'm one of the few people that I'm like, Hey man, I love having a choice of what goes into my body and what doesn't, regardless of what you guys think is good for me and what's not. Right. I like having options. I like having choices. There's a reason why you can't force me to buy a Toyota. There's a reason why you can't force me to buy an Audi. I buy what I want. Yeah. I do what I want. Uh, I don't have to eat healthy. I don't have to eat nasty. I get to pick what goes in my body. Yep. The The world has no problem selling cigarettes and selling nicotine. But for some reason, all of a sudden, they're requiring this van, this Mac vaccine or this chemical to be injected into your body. But again, right? They have no problem selling alcohol, which kills a lot of people. They have no problem selling nicotine, which kills a lot of fucking people. Yeah. But okay. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, no, no. You're good. You're so, good. Yeah, so with that being said, yeah, um, I made that video in Vegas with my best friend, Ryan. Um, I sat there cause he was like, he was a, a, a huge contributor to my decision in terms of like, he didn't make a decision for me. Like, fuck, I'm my own goddamn adult. Right. But he was kind of like, Hey brother, this is my opinion. This is what I think. I think you're doing the right thing. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, well, let's fucking make a video so that people know and hear it from my mouth. What exactly happened versus like Mojo was a shitty, I heard Mojo was a shitty cop. He got fired. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to let people draw their own conclusions. I'm going to draw it for them. Yeah. Because that's what actually happened. So got fired. And then immediately when I got fired, because um, that whole thing was weird. So I work for a city agency here in Washington now. Um, I have a fucking take-home police car in front of my driveway, whatever. Um, it's awesome. So this agency I work at now, I'm happier than ever. 
Um, I wanted to go to this agency while I was employed at my last agency. But um, I had promised my old chief three years. He's like, hey, man, like you promised me three years. Don't don't leave me. I'm like, all right. Like, I respect that promise that I made to him. So then but as soon as this vaccine thing popped up. That promise is no longer a thing. Yeah, uh, I, I was re- I re- I reciprocated it. I'm like, hey, like I promised you three years, but it doesn't mean to get a fucking vaccine. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And so, like, hey, they he fought it as much as he could with the his bosses, and they were like, nope. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, fuck it, fire me then. So then these people already like knew I wanted to work for them. Yeah. Um, when I got fired, I was now in the process with this agency. And at first they were requiring a vaccine. They weren't requiring it. It was all over the place. And then eventually they were just like, we're not going to require it. I'm like, good. I'll work there. Because if you required it, I wouldn't work there. Right. Um, so I sat around for a little bit. I did Twitch. I did the YouTube thing. Um, and I was honestly perfectly fine. Uh, I had I I make money other way other ways in the gun world and not just based off my police job. So I'm, I'm OK in that aspect. Right. Um, so I was pretty well off already. And so I just sat around and I got to hang out for a little bit and kind of relax while before starting that other job. That's good. But I, I missed, I missed pushing the car. I missed wearing the badge. I missed going out there and like, you know, helping people. I, I love that part of the job. When that, when that part of the job gets annoying, I'm probably going to stop doing it. I don't, I'm not reliant on a career field. Yeah. I'm not reliant on that as a job. I could do other things for sure. That's um, uh. oh shit. I think I got a pop up. You still good? It's really weird. No, I'm good. We're good. Um, I think that that's uh, really cool. I'm sure you know who Ronnie Coleman is. Um, that name sounds so familiar. Yeah, buddy. The weightlifter, you know, the um, oh, yeah, yeah. bodybuilder. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, bodybuilder. So he was, did you know he was a cop for a long time? Um, was he the one that says lightweight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lightweight, baby. Lightweight, yeah. yeah. So, lightweight, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was actually a cop. Like He was like a six time Mr. Olympian or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, he, he was a cop in like Texas, yeah, big yeah. old freaking black dude. Yeah. That dude is, man. I want to, I want to have a beer with that guy. That guy looks so super freaking cool. Dude, he's cool. You know, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, have you seen Cloudy? The movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, yeah, I think the cop in that is based on Ronnie Coleman. I, I can't confirm it, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, That's so freaking great. No, that that reminds that. me of it. That you know, I think it's so cool that you have. Uh, that you have such a passion for what you do and, and trying to help people. And I think that um, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but the whole thing that we've had with police, you know, since honestly 2015, 2016, but especially since 2020, um, the whole thing that we've had with police since then, um, the problem is that, you know, a lot of people don't have the passion for it, like what you do. Um, and it, it wears on them, especially when they have to go through the things that you do uh, and they're not passionate about it. And it, it sucks to see because you see cops putting themselves in in bad positions or not having the training like what you do um, and getting getting in really, I guess that's the best way to say it, bad positions for both the civilian and the cop. Um, what do you have to say for the LE that might listen to this or uh, just anybody that, that has a hard job? Um, how do you continue to find passion uh, inside what you do, even though it's it's hard and it takes a toll? What was your first question you asked me when we first came on the podcast? What was your purpose? Yeah, to find it again. Yes, sir. You have to. You have to. Um, that's super important. If you lose your purpose, it's time to find another job. It really is. Yes, sir. Um, if this is a job for money to keep your family fed, hey, there are a lot of other jobs that are safer. 
that are that are probably pay you a lot more. You could work at Amazon, you know, be an right. person over there, make more money than cops do. Um, if you lost a passion for serving the public and keeping people safe, I think, I mean, there are probably people that can debate me on this without a doubt. And just like I could debate them back on it as well. But man, we're in this job for a reason. You have to have the right mentality. So that alone, that passion for you to save lives and to do right by the community should also fuel your passion to train, to be better, to lose weight, to be physically fit, to be mentally fit, um, to put yourself in a position of advantage to be successful and drive yourself and drive your sights home and drive your drive your body in the direction it needs to go. This job, you lost the right to be fat. You lost the right to be fucking lazy. Right. Um, you lost all that shit. You lost the light, the right to not be good at shooting. You lost the right to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's, that, that's unfortunately that's how it works. In my, in my honest opinion, again, there are probably a lot of cops who are like, fuck you, dude. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And you might be right, but that's just based on my perception. Um, and you know, I, I, I have my purpose. So based on what I, I, my purpose is that drives my, that drives my car. Yeah. So wh- which path I'm going to take and how I want to better myself every day. No, I really, I really like hearing so that. You need to, f- you need to find your purpose again. That's what it needs to be. Yes, sir. No, I really like hearing that. And, and like I said, I think that, um, on a broader, on a broader scale, a lot of, uh, ways that men are struggling is because they don't, um, they are purposeless or, you know, I think they have a purpose. They just, like you said, have either lost it or have never found it. Um, and especially in the law enforcement community, like you said, when you're just showing up, you know, as, as a civilian, you know, when I get stopped or pulled over, which is more often than I would like it to be, um, when I get stopped or pulled over, I can kind of tell which kind of cop is coming up to my window. You know what I mean? I, I can tell whether they've had a bad day or, um, and you know, you can't always, you know, if, if they're like you and they're super bubbly and stuff like that, they're, they, I know they've, they've got their purpose figured out or, um, they're not trying to be an asshole, but, um, in such high stress jobs, I think it's so incredibly important, uh, to realign yourself on a regular basis and find that purpose in order to keep yourself and others from, from getting really hurt. You know, I, I deal in construction. Uh, I'm an assistant project manager, uh, doing construction projects. And we talk about it for safety all the time. Like when you get, when you get burnt out, um, the problem is, you know, when you come to work and, and you're burnt out, you're not mentally there. Uh, you may need to take a day so that you keep yourself and others from getting hurt because the moment that you um, don't follow safety protocol is the day that you could either send yourself or somebody else home in an yep. ambulance. Um, That's 100% true. If not a hearse, you know. So um, explain to me, we're, we're coming up on an hour and I want to be respectful of your time, but explain to me um, the importance of exercising uh exercising daily discipline, not only, um, to develop a skill and and to be good at your craft, but to help find your purpose. How does exercising daily discipline help you reconnect with your purpose, um, and get better at at doing what you do? There was this thing a long time ago. And, um, I remember it put context to what they made us do in the Marine Corps. Um, it's the little wins that matter, sir. Those little successes. So the Marine Corps, you'd wake up, you drink water, you fucking you, you you put your bed together. Mm-hmm. That's your first your your first task of the day compl- completed. Then you go in, you use the bathroom, you brush your teeth. That's your second. You shave your face. That's your third. Then every day, you have these little wins. 
and you're just fighting to chow. You're fighting to lunch, right? You're fighting to, to breakfast, lunch, and you're fighting to dinner. Yes, sir. So when those three tasks are completed, you completed the day. That's one day. And then obviously throughout the course of 90 of those days, you complete one major task. After that, one major task opens the door for other tasks. It's that continuous... It's like uh, like what freaking Dory says in Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. Right. Yes, sir. Right? The thing is, though, with us in life, we see these little successes. And what those successes will do, hopefully, should motivate you and show you that there's progress. Yes, sir. You may not see it immediately, but like the fact that I woke up this morning, success. I'm like, I need to get out of bed. I need to eat something. Second part of the day is done. I need to go to... Uh, a local gun shop to buy some six five creed more before it's went out right <laughs> and it was like random shit like that right so you're accomplishing little things throughout the day which are little bubbles of success um like for me my work routine is like i wake up i eat breakfast i go to work um i go hit the road and i'm doing x y and z i try to do x amount of traffic stops or x amount of uh, field interviews or whatever throughout the time frame and then um, if it's a, a nicer night where we're not drowning in calls for service my partner and i will go into the gym we have at work and we'll will work out right um and when we're done we we wake we we're, we're energized we're fresh we he got done pushing me i got done pushing him but guess what that's again that's just something as simple as being a, ta- a task being completed that's so right. having that routine really first of all consistency is key um just like you work different muscles every day and it's the same schedule throughout the whole week or whatever the case may be it's like the same thing that consistency will kind of groom your men, uh, groom your body and groom your mentality to follow the routine so that you're staying consistent and you're not fucking slacking. So the day that you don't do what you're supposed to do, you feel like shit because your body's probably telling you like you should have done what you're supposed to do. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I'm so, I'm so happy you went down that road. Cause I'm on a, I'm on a, on a week long, like two week long tangent, um, on exactly what you've said. And it, it's so cool that we, we, we're, we're saying the same things and, and I love to hear that. <laughs> no, I, I love it, dude. I, I fucking love it. I call it stacking dubs. Um, if I get to, dude, that's exactly what it is. You're stacking dubs, dude. That's exactly what it is, bro. Yep. When I get to 9am and if I haven't stacked dubs today and, and I think it's important, uh, one note that I want to add is that I think it's important for those dubs to be in line with some sort of, with your purpose and with your passion. Yeah. Or a goal. Um, you know, for me, uh, what, what I do in my nine to five isn't exactly what I think my purpose is. It's, it's not, 100% 100% what I want to do. And so I always make sure that I stack a few dubs before I even walk into the door. Um, there we go. You know what I mean? So like, I, I could, I really appreciate you saying that because uh, that means that it's not just me um, thinking down that path. So no, it's, it's absolutely one of the best ways to look at it. Right. It's, it's dude, it's, um, it's the little wins that matter, man. It really is. The little wins will make a big win. Yep. And, and it's little things learning how to see what is a win. You know what I mean? I think the, the only way to see what is a win is, is by having that purpose. You know, like you said, getting up in the morning, um, if you do it before a certain time, <laughs> that is a win. And a lot of people, um, they exercise this discipline, but they're not in the right frame of mind to, to call it yeah. a, a W. You know what I mean? Um, I know a lot. Of- well, here's the thing, Go man. Ahead. I've looked at it in, uh, oh, sorry, like, I've looked at it in this way. For me, it don't matter what time I get up. Yeah. Sometimes I get out of bed. Yes, sir. Because there's some people that will lay in bed all day. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, or like, hey, man, I made it. <laughs> I'm still alive, dude. Time to get out of bed, bro. Let's go. <laughs> so like, I'll sit there and I'm like, I'm so tired. And like, sometimes like, and I want people to understand this too. Sometimes your body is yelling at you because you do need sleep. Right. So go sleep. There's nothing wrong with like 
getting up at a certain time or not getting up at a certain time. Because, like, dude, I, I function off of four or five hours of sleep during my work weeks, man. And it sucks. Yeah. So, like, sometimes on my Sundays, I'll sleep in. I'll be waking up, like, right now. Sometimes. It depends on the day and how I'm feeling. So, I'll listen to my body. And it's like, all right, man, time to get the fuck up. So, I'll get the fuck up. And then I'll, I'll we'll start working it, man. But I don't want people to think that, like, you need to get up at a certain time. Like, there's some dudes like Jocko that, like, I get up every morning at five. And I'm like... Yeah, when I get off at when I get off at work at like six in the morning, it's kind of hard to get up at five, you know, because I'm at work still. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like I I get off of work at six in the morning. I only need four hours of sleep. Like after doing what I had to do, yeah, I don't want just four hours of sleep. I would like to sleep a little longer. Yeah. Um, that's just like that's that's science. Yeah. <laughs> would, would you uh would you agree that in order to give yourself that kind of freedom, you have to have uh, a sort of a backbone of discipline. So for example, you know, I slept in this morning because, uh, like I mentioned the workout that I did yesterday, it was, it was 80 burpees. Um, it was 80 burpees and 50 deadlifts. So like burpees, deadlifts, burpees, deadlifts, it it was, it was awful. And I can't, I can't like do a normal burpee. I have to like get up off the ground because of my knees and shit, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, at four 30, my alarm went off. And I typically wake up at 4.30, go work out, go get a cold shower and do all those things. Um, and today it wasn't happening. I was like, no, I need another hour of sleep. My body is still just screaming. Um, I think in order to do that and in order to have that freedom, would you agree that you need some sort of baseline level of discipline? Like, for example, your work you days, um, you said you get four to five hours of sleep on your work days. Um, I think if you didn't have that baseline level of discipline, uh, would you agree that you wouldn't be able to exercise that freedom on the days that you don't? You don't have no, to. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. No. Yeah. There needs to be a give and take for sure. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, for me, it's one of those things where it's like when I get home, there's I got there's stuff I got to do. Like I have to sit here and I have to sit on this computer for three hours and edit a YouTube video just so that the, the viewers are I could I have to sh- I have something to show. Right. Or I have to sit here and fix a couple weapons because I'm coming up with a presentation of why we should have certain things where it's like people on the channel want to see certain things have to do that or prepping for classes or prepping for range days and prepping for just like random shit. So there's a lot of stuff that's got to happen. And sometimes it just so happens that I won't get sleep. Yeah. And because of, because of it. And I'm like, dang, like tomorrow I'm doing a shoot with air precision tomorrow at like 10 AM. And my body is right now just starting to wake up because this is what time I usually get up for shift. Yeah. So I'm usually in bed by three or four in the the morning um, on my night shifts. And so I'm like, if I got to be up at, I gotta leave my house at nine, be up at like about eight o'clock, eight thirty to load the truck up and do all that. Like, that's a lot of shit. But <laughs> that's part of it, getting that shit done and being disciplined. And you're right. If I'm disciplined in some other aspects, I could absolutely lack a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. Um, obviously the goal is consistent discipline. That's gonna be the goal. Yes, sir. The ultimate goal, be disciplined, uh, do you follow that daily routine? And all that is driven by your fucking purpose, man. I appreciate that, like, man. I love that question. That's a great question. Like that purpose thing, it's like that kind of helps find my purpose again. Like when you ask me, I'm just kind of like, cause like I told you at the beginning, I'm like, I don't, when you, when you asked me that the question the first time, I didn't even think about it. I'm just like, whatever. I'm like, I'll, I'll talk to him when I talk to him. Yeah. And then, cause I wanted to see what came up naturally. And the first thing that came up in my brain. Um, so I think dude, for now on, don't, don't let people think about an answer. They're going to come up with some really articulate answer. They're going <laughs> to come up with some, some pre-planned response. Yeah. Just like when we go to the range, we do these cold starts. Yeah. Because you want to see raw performance. How are you going to perform at the beginning? You think you just just so hit like, them with it like, out of the blue. and Yeah, just hit them with it out of the blue. Yes, Don't sir. give them time to answer. Because then they should know. Yeah. I mean, they should. 
And if they don't, guess what? When they're talking to you in the next five, 10 minutes, they'll figure the fuck out. Yeah. No, I like that. And uh, sometimes it happens anyway. Sometimes because, you know, a lot of these, uh, and I and I know you're a normal dude, but a lot of these happen with guys that have never been on camera or, or on recording. And so I'll tell them, I, I get I give them a fair warning because they'll they'll do the uh, 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 uh thing. And so um, I do I give them a fair warning. But even then, they'll they'll tell it to me. And they're like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, okay. And then we'll get in there and I'm like, so what is your purpose? And then they're like, Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I do think that with, with the, uh, the guys that are a little bit more, uh, skilled on camera and that, you know, um, are a little bit more, they can flow kind of like you do. I do think that I may hit them a little bit later. There was one, uh, I don't know if you know, do you know, uh, six ranch outfitters? He's actually in Oregon, but um i don't know it sounds familiar. he's big in, he's big into hunting uh he does like the six ranch podcast and stuff like that his name is james nash um he's a big gun gun reviewer but it, more in the hunting space um I, yeah i don't think i don't know if i know of him. but anyway he uh james nash I, yeah i think i said james nash but um he he brought his up uh automatically and i and i thought that was really cool it, it worked out really well so i appreciate the uh uh, the advice. I think I'm going to roll with it and just start asking people um, without any warning. What is their purpose? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, don't let them, don't give me any time. Cause you know, motherfuckers sit there and like type up answers and be like, Oh, I got to make sure I don't sound stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like if you sound stupid, you sound stupid. It's okay. As long as the idea and the, the, the general retrospect is out there, what we're trying to accomplish. You're I think, to win. I think you're right. And I think what it, what it does is it, it serves my point that, uh, you know, every man should know it um like the back of their hand so i, I agree with that so yeah, man. mojo absolutely mojo we're getting up on a uh an hour um oh well we're already past we're at an hour and eight minutes so um do you have any last words let's go ahead and rep your socials i i mean, I mean to do that at the beginning of the podcast every time and i forget so uh go ahead and rep oh, your socials. just mil spec mojo on instagram on youtube and i have a twitch that i fuck around with sometimes uh, if you want to follow me awesome if you don't hey it's okay i'm not not offended by it it's fine people like my content people like don't like it it's okay but um yeah um parting words of wisdom i i've said this on a garantham video a couple times hey don't add, don't be afraid to ask for help yes sir please for the love of god uh sometimes it's a it's a hard burden to carry a lot of the shit that we have to deal with on our own so uh if you need a sign today that um you should go ask for help or you need a sign that, Hey, it's okay. You're going to get through it. Today's that sign. I hope that anyone listening to that, um, can hear that come out of my voice today. Yes, sir. Like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Um, keep pushing. And if you need someone to talk to, you got plenty of friends out there that you could talk to somebody. If that's someone that's more than willing to listen to you talk. Absolutely. I appreciate that. We've got, uh, my wife works at a children's shelter and there's some kids that I think, uh, that listen to this, that, that'll definitely need to hear that. So, um oh man all the cuss words i'm so sorry no 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 no, no. Oh, you're good you're 100 fine i i cuss all the time so um okay good these, oh my god <laughs> trust me these, these <laughs> the children these are these are not uh they're kids that have been through some real shit and uh they they really like it when we have people on here that are real that aren't you know um that, how old are these yeah. kids huh how old are they? Uh, typically between like, uh, you know, anywhere from the ones that actually get to listen to the podcast are like teenagers um, okay, that cool. come in awesome. straight out of like CPS um, that, that come into the children's shelter. But uh, they like it when people like you are real and, and don't sugarcoat the truth to them, you know. Um, Those are so. strong ass kids, man. Yeah, dude, they, they are. Damn. It's it's, it's kind of wild. 
Um, but it, yeah, what a lot of these kids have to go through nowadays is ridiculous, man. And I always commend those kids. Those are some strong ass kids, bro. Oh yeah, and you know, just to go on another tangent, kind of what you talked about with the public school system. Um, you know, I yeah. I was the type that I did really well in school just because I enjoyed it. Um, but my little brother uh, is not a fan of school, kind of like you were. And, uh, dude, it's, it's hard for some of these kids to go through, through public school because it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, serve them in the ways that they need to be served, which is kind of why one of the reasons I started this is to, to help get them that help that, um, they really need. So I appreciate you putting that word of wisdom out there to tell them like, Hey, look, ask for help. I I appreciate Yeah. You need, you need to ask for help, man. So there's a lot of, um, I've lost a lot of friends to suicide and I've lost a lot of friends to just, you know, getting in their own way and getting in their own head. Yes, sir. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Never make assumptions and just keep being a, I always say at the end of every video, be a dude, don't be a dick. Be a dude, don't be a dick. I like that. We'll end it on that, Mojo. If you don't mind staying on the line, uh, I'm going to get a few things from you, but we're going to end the recording. Yeah, bro, fucking send it, brother.